Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host, Brandy, and on this show we talk about all things wrestling. From AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and New Japan Pro Wrestling. On tonight's show we're going to be covering AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night 2 for 7:21 and Impact, the aftermath of Slammiversary for... Hold on one second. 7.22. So, let's get into the action, shall we, guys, and find out what's going on on AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night 2. Night 2, guys. Night 2. Uh, AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night 2 opens in Dallas, Texas to a sold-out crowd. Guys, it's sold out. It is loud. It is rowdy. And it's absolutely incredible. And it starts with Chris Jericho coming out with MJF on commentary. Now, we all know the labors of Jericho. We know what's been going on with that. And I know we're all like, here we go again, the same thing that happened to Cody. Now, Chris Jericho's having to jump through hoops too. Well, we get our first match. And we all knew what it was going to be. So, labors of Jericho were, it's Chris Jericho versus Sean Spears, but Sean Spears gets to use a chair. Chris Jericho cannot use a chair. Now, Guys, I have a feeling, a sneaking hunch, suspicion, that we're going to see Sammy Guevara at some time in this match. I have a feeling because, come on, the feud him and Sean Spears have been having, we know it's coming. And, of course, we know MJF is on the on, at the commentary desk. So, we know MJF's not going to like anybody interfering, but guess what? Technically, by your standards of allowing him to have a chair, it's a no-DQ match. There's nothing you can do about it. It's an incredible match. Jericho really, really, really shows what he can do. But Sean Spears also does not make it easy for Jericho. He makes it very difficult. Several times he tries to use that chair. And several times he fails. Jericho's absolutely incredible. Anything this man does is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And it is a great matchup between these two. Fantastic matchup. And like I said, I told you guys at one point. Tully Blanchard tries to get involved to cheat, and Sammy Guevara comes out and, of course, takes out Tully Blanchard. Yay, Sammy Guevara, our little Spanish god, finally did something correctly. Always does something correctly anyways, but actually took out Tully. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because I was afraid when he went out to go get Tully, we were going to see FTR or Wardlow come out, and it was be a big miss. But it was a great match, fantastic match, absolutely loved it, great, Chris Jericho, did win that match using Sean Spears' very own chair against him. Absolutely incredible match. Brueling match. Great match. So, MJF ain't happy. He's not happy that Sammy Guevara got in the mat, involved in the match. What did you expect, MJ? You make a stipulation like that, you're going to see him come out. You're going to see it. It's just going to happen. It's inevitable. But he's not happy. And he comes out. And he tells, basically comes up and tells, okay, Jericho, I'm getting tired of your little buddies coming in and getting involved and blah, blah, blah. I've had enough of it. So I think your buddies should be banned from ringside for the rest of these labors of Jericho. That's just how I feel. Blah, 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 blah. No more of your buddies coming out. You know, we don't want, nope, nope. If you, any of your buddies come out from Inner Circle, you will not get a match with me. Oh my gosh, here we go again with the whole Cody Rhodes thing. We remember he did this with Cody, and Cody still passed it all. So I kind of foresee Jericho getting it. He goes, but since you're so 
eager and happy to get closer to me, I'm going to go ahead and give you your next match. Your next labor of Jericho, so to speak, next week at Fight for the Fallen. And that match will be a no-DQ match. Ooh, I love no-DQ no matches. That means anything goes, anything can happen. Ooh, I like those. And he says, and so, your next opponent for this no-DQ match is coming out right now. And we see, guys, I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you right now, your jaw is going to drop when I tell you this. Your jaw is going to fall to the floor. His opponent for that no-DQ match next week is none other than Nick Gage. You heard me correctly. Nick Gage. Absolutely in shock. Did not see this man coming to AEW. Never saw it in a million years. You can hear the crowd like it. <gasps> the breath just holding. You can see MJ grinning from ear to ear. You can see Jericho just going, oh my. This is good. And a no DQ match against Nick Gage. This can get nasty. This can get ugly. This can get downright brutal. It's not going to be pretty. If you guys don't know who Nick Gage is, go look him up on social media. You will get everything you need to know about this bad this man. This man is a badass. I'm not kidding you. He is dangerous. And we've got him going against Chris Jericho. Oh my, this cannot be good for Jericho. Cannot be good for whatsoever. But then again, Tony Khan swinging that forbidden door wide open. And he's kicking it open. We saw what Impact did in Slammiversary. So now we're seeing <laughs> AEW doing the same thing. Sky's the limit as to what can happen in Fighter Fest, Fighter Fest Night 2. Sky's the limit. Notice me, we got Nick Cage. Who's next? Who knows? But then we see Miro. And he's talking about his next title defense and how he's still doesn't know who he's going to face next. But he knows whoever he faces next, it'll be at homecoming in Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville, Florida, they're having one final stop there in the coming weeks. I think it's right after Fight for the Fallen, if I'm not mistaken. They're going to be in Jacksonville, Florida for a final time, and they're calling it AEW Homecoming. Guys, this is going to be an incredible, incredible show. I promise you. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be epic. And it's a heck of a way to say goodbye to Jacksonville for a while. Heck of a way for AEW to do this. It's going to be incredible. So I'm interested to see who Miro is going to face at homecoming in Jacksonville, Florida. It's going to be interesting to see who it is. It could be anybody. I mean, come on. The Forbidden Door has been kicked open on Impact. There's no telling who else could show up. It could be, I mean, it could be absolutely amazing who we see. Who knows? I don't know. You don't know. It's going to be interesting. But we get our next match, of course, is Doc Gallows with Carl Anderson, the new Impact World Tag Team Champs, versus Frankie Kazarian. Now, Doc Gallows is facing Frankie. Carl Anderson's out there. When Carl Anderson is out there with Doc Gallows, no good can come of a match. It just can't. And we know that our AEW Ninja can always pull off some of the most amazing fights. Some, I mean, he is out. He is out to take out the elite. He is out to take them all out for causing 
SCU to break up. And I get that. I get where Frankie's coming from. I feel it. I know it. It's bugging him. And I can only imagine what Frankie Kazarian's going to do to Doc Gallows. The sky's the limit as to what's going to happen. Carl Anderson might not even see it coming. I mean, come on. They just come off of what happened at Slammiversary. You can only imagine they're not going to be in their heads. They're not going to be right. Their head's still going to be on a swivel trying to figure out what's going to happen. But this is a great match. It really is a great match between Gallows and Kazarian. It is a great, great match. At one point, Gallo, you know, Carl Anderson gets involved, but the ref, when the ref is turned trying to take out Kazarian, it's a great match. It does end, of course, with Doc Gallows winning that match. It's incredible. Great match. Love it. Absolutely love it. But after the match, the Good Brothers pretty much destroy Frankie Kazarian. They pretty much wipe him out. We saw that coming. We knew it was going to happen. And then here comes Kenny Omega and Don Callis. You would think after what happened at Slammiversary and everything that Kenny had been through, he'd stay clear of AEW, but obviously he hasn't. Obviously, he's still on tunnel vision. Obviously, he's not paying attention to the head. does not have his head on that swivel and what's behind him. He's not looking. He's just looking forward to what he has to do. And everything that him and Sammy Callahan went through, I expected not to see Kenny Omega. I expected him for have the night off because I'm telling you guys, he went through a nasty match. He went through a nasty match. If you want to know, go to my pay-per-view extravaganza and listen to the main event, and you'll see what I mean. It's nasty. It was nasty. But they come out, and they're running their mouths, and they just keep on going. And, you know, welcome to my humble abode, said the spider to the fly. There we go. Kenny Omega being Kenny. Being his usual Kenny. Huh, the elite hunter. How, how sad that now he has become the elite hunted. They go to attack Frankie Kazarian, and out of the blue, here comes Hangman Adam Page. Out of nowhere, we're like, whoa, this is incredible. He enters the ring and literally starts taking everybody out. Taking everybody out. It's absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Don keeps saying, whoa, whoa, whoa cowboy, 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 cowboy. You're not very bright, are you? you are you counting the ring here? One, two, three, four. I think you didn't count properly. And Paige, Paige ain't sweating it. Paige is like, well, there's being Frankie Kazarian. I don't see there being a problem. I think I can take them all out. I've already started. Why don't I finish? And then they start, he starts attacking them. Starts taking them out again. Going at them. The good brothers, you know, start going at him. They start going back. He realizes he's outnumbered. When out of the blue, here comes the Dark Order and they clear the ring. Literally clear it of the elite. Adam Page and the Dark Order standing tall in the middle of this ring. This is leading up to the five on five that we are going to see at Fight for the Fallen. This is going to be an incredible match, guys. You won't want to miss this match. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be epic. And I foresee it coming down to Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega being the last two in the ring. I see it happening. It's coming. It's, it, it's inevitable. It's coming. And I also see Kenny Omega losing that title to Hangman Adam Page. It's just a matter of time. Matter of time. All out, guys. I guarantee you, all out. Well, we see Brian Cage, and he's in the back, and he's talking, you know, having an inter about to have an interview, and all of a sudden, he sees a video with his old running buddies, Team Taz. And, like I told you guys, they basically kicked him out of Team Taz. 
bad thing to do when you kick uh, when you kick out the machine. That's not very good because then you become there is a target on your back. And trust me, Brian Cage has friends in low and high places, so I wouldn't exactly make him too mad. But he finds out that they're going to have a wee little celebration next week at Fight for the Fallen. He finds that interesting. And he says, hmm, celebration? Interesting. I'll be there to see the celebration. I will be there. So then we move on to Wheeler Yuta with Orange Cassidy versus Darby Allen with Sting. Now, for those of you who have not seen Yuta, you need to go check this guy out. He's absolutely an incredible talent. A great asset to AEW and another one of those from the Forbidden Door. He's from New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's amazing. He's incredible. Putting him with the best friends, that was even better. It's incredible. I mean, the match between him and Darby Allen is fantastic. I mean, we saw the coffin match last week. We know Scorpio Sky and then we're kind of in our review mirror. We're not too worried about Sky and, you know, Ethan Page. They're pretty much done. You know, we're not too worried. So this is going to be a really good match. And it really is between these two. That Yuta really shows what he can do against Darby Allen. So does Darby. They give each other, you know, a really good... I mean, they give everybody in the arena a great performance. It's a fantastic performance. These two together, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Of course, you got Orange Cassidy and Sting outside. The mutual respect kind of there, you know. It's, it's a great match. It really is. And, of course, it does end with uh, Darby winning the match. But between the match, we see a little interaction between Orange Cassidy and Sting. Sting and Orange Cassidy have this little kick thing. Now, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Orange Cassidy has this thing where he puts his hands in his pockets, and he'll kick you on the right, and he'll take his left foot and kick you on the left, then he'll take you and kick you on the right again, kick you on the left again, and then he will take you out. If you haven't seen it, go type in Orange Cassidy on your social media. Go check it out. Go see his little thing. But Sting and him have that cute little exchange. And I kind of like that little exchange. But after the match is over, Blade comes out of nowhere and attacks Orange Cassidy again with the brass knuckles. How many times are we going to bring the brass knuckles into this before Blade finally realizes, hey, I can't use them. How many times is he going to use them before he gets caught? Eventually, he is going to get caught with his hand in the cookie jar, and it's not going to turn out good for Blade, especially since we know he has a match with Orange Cassidy later on tonight. Are we going to see Orange Cassidy? Is he going to make it to the match? We're going to have to wait and see because, I mean, literally, he was took out by Brass Nooks. Like I said, it's going to be a matter of time before Blade actually gets his hand caught in the cookie jar. It's only a matter of time. So we find out a very interesting thing. Now, like I told you guys, go check out Slammiversary. For those of you that already have, you know that the leader of the Bullet Club arrived at Impact at Slammiversary. You know that Jay White is there. I told you guys, with Jay White being there, we could have some very interesting little things, interesting people coming through the, through the Forbidden Door. I've told everybody, AEW is one of those places that the Forbidden Door could swing wide in Jay's favor. And it could swing highly wide. We find out that one of the members of the Bullet Club is there tonight watching of the match between John Moxley and Lance Archer for the IWGP United States Championship. Guys, I'm telling you right now. 
Jay West got eyes everywhere. He's watching everything. Anything can any company connected to this forbidden door, he's watching. He's watching them all. But he's definitely got his eyes on AEW because guess what? Who has the AEW title right now? Kenny Omega. Who's running rough shot in AEW? The elite. It's only a matter of time. And Haiku is there. You can only imagine what is going on and what could possibly happen in AEW. But we've got Haiku. He's there. It's not going to be pretty. Gotta watch it. Because I'm telling you, I believe Jay White's got eyes everywhere. And he's watching every move AEW and every move Impact makes. He's watching it and he's watching it closely. And by putting one of his own people there proves he's watching what they're doing. So then we move on to the AEW Women's Championship. Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero versus Dr. Britt Baker, D-M-D, with Rebel. This is a great match, guys. If you've not seen Britt Baker and Nyla Rose, it's fantastic. They've had a match before, and it was incredible. They've tag-teamed together, and it was incredible. These two women are two of the best women's competitors in AEW right now. They are absolutely on fire. And when you put these two women together against each other... You can only imagine, especially when it's for, for the AEW Women's Championship, you can only imagine what this match is going to look like. And this is a great match. It is a fantastic match. I highly recommend that you go on your social media and look this one up because it is an incredible match between these two ladies. Incredible. Absolutely great match. Of course, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, retains her title with the lockjaw. I half expected Nyla Rose to win that title. I half expected it was going to happen. I was hoping that it wouldn't. And part of me was really going, come on, Britt, you've got this. Come on, Britt, you've got this. She proved me right. I'm not giving, I'm not taking anything away from Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is incredible. This woman is fantastic. She is absolutely incredible. And I see her. Do I see her getting the AEW Women's Championship back? Yes. Do I see her getting it off Britt Baker? Probably not. Probably not. I just don't. I mean, I don't. When she does get it, though, she's going to be a dominating force again. She was a dominating force last time. Akara Shida took it off of her. So you can imagine when she gets that title back, what kind of a force Nyla Rose is going to be in AEW. You can imagine what she's going to be. And with Vicky Guerrero by her side, oh yeah, it's going to get nasty. So we have a press conference for the tag team, uh, for a tag team match at Fight for the Fallen. Santana and Ortiz of Inner Circle versus FTR of the Pentacle. This has been culminating for a while. We've seen this match before. Jake Hager and Warlow were put into this match. It's only a matter of time before Santana and Ortiz beat the heck out of FTR. It is only a matter of time. FTR running around like they own the place, like they know what they're doing. Guys, you've got tag teams like Santana and Ortiz, the good brothers, the young bucks, that could do circles around you, boys. They could do circles around you with one hand tied behind their backs, blindfolded. For you to think for a second that you are the top team, mm -mm. if you were the top team, you would have the AEW tag team titles. Who has those titles, boys? 
the Young Bucks. And then you're going to sit here and push Santana and Ortiz. You can only push them for so long and so far before the ticking time bomb explodes in your face. And it's about to. It's about to get ugly at Fight for the Fallen. I'm telling you, this is a match you definitely don't want to miss because it is going to be nasty. And I mean nasty between these guys. Tony's in the ring. Ah, Tony Schiavone. We love Tony Schiavone. Every time he comes into a ring, we look forward to seeing what he's going to do next. And he calls out Andrade El Hero. We've been excited to see Andrade come. I've been excited to see him. I've been happy to see him. And I'm kind of curious as to what he's going to do. Of course, we saw last week he called out Death Triangle. I told you guys last week on my podcast that this was a bad idea to call out Ezra Miero Penta to call out Pac, and to call out Ray Phoenix. Wrong thing to do. It's dangerous, it's deadly, and it's asking for you to get a butt whooping. And believe me, you do not want that triangle coming out on you. You don't. And I said this last week. But what does he do again? He calls out that triangle. And it comes to the ring, and of course, he shuts Tony up and takes the mic. Disrespectful. So disrespectful of Tony Schiavone. Yeah, Tony's been in this business a long time. You need to give him the respect where the respect's due. And you're not doing that. And that kind of bugs me a little bit that you're not giving Tony respect. He tells everybody, well, I have a little surprise for everyone. And uh, he tells Tony to announce his new manager. We're going to get a new manager for Andrade. We thought it was Vicky Guerrero. What the heck's going on? And we find out that his new manager is none other than Chavo Guerrero. This is huge. Again, here goes AEW blowing the door wide open again. Incredible. Tony Khan is absolutely blowing my mind. He's bringing these people in and we're like, whoa, where did this come from? And he brings it in at the most surprising times and at the most amazing moments. So we're like, whoa, he literally just blew the door open again with Chavo Guerrero. Of course, he takes the mic. <laughs> Dallas crowd is chanting his name. And he's like, wow, you remembered me. He says, I hear that this is the show and the company and the place to be. And this is where I want to be. I want to be in AEW. Show up, show out. That's what you do in AEW. You show up, you show out. You basically shine when you're in AEW. And I love it. And he says, no one is as good as or as talented as Andrade. Really? Because I think half of the AEW roster would beg to differ. There's a lot of good talent back there right now. A lot of good talent. And a lot of good talent that, you know, could really take on Andrade and whoop him. And one of those being Death Triangle. You know, you're being very disrespectful. Well, Death Triangle's heard enough and they come out. Oh, do they come out. And Pac basically calls him out and tells him, How dare you disrespect us? How dare you? Don't make the Master Pack mad. You don't want to see him when he's angry. And you can obviously see Ray Phoenix and Esetro Miero Pinto standing right beside him being you know, agree. Don't make us mad. And basically, you know, let it be known the Death Triangle hides from no one. And they don't. They come out, they come out swinging, they'll whoop your butt. They're not scared to. 
And he's trying to basically, Andrade takes the mic and he's trying to persuade Ray Phoenix and Penta to, to break away from Pac, turn on Pac and join him because he thinks that Penta and Phoenix would be better off with him. Really? Really? Because right now Death Triangle is at the top of their game. Are you really telling me that they deserve to be with you? Hello, did you miss it last week? Or Penta had a match with Eddie with with Eddie Kingston for the tag titles. Did we miss that? Did we sleep through that, Andrade? Were you absent that night? Penta and Pac and Ray Phoenix have been doing more in this company than you have. All you've been doing is standing there and talking. And that's how I feel about it. Getting a match proved to me. One match against Matt Seidel doesn't show me anything. It just doesn't show me nothing. I know what Andrade's capable of. I know what Andrade can do. But sitting there running your mouth is not, ta- it's not doing it. It's talking. Talk is cheap. Words are not that great. Actions speak louder than words, and you're not speaking very good at, at that. You're not showing what you can do. And he disrespects him. Of course, he disrespects Pac. Shavo disrespects Pac, which is the wrong thing to do. And he thinks the Death Triangle should break up. They shouldn't be together. You know, he claims that they should be working for him. And Pac makes sure to let him know, they don't work for me. They work for each other. We're a family. That's what we do. We work together. We don't work for you. I'm not the boss. Phoenix isn't the boss. Penta isn't the boss. We're a family. We work together. There is no leader in that triangle. That triangle is all three of us. We're all three our own individual people. And he says, we are the real faces of Latino. This is what Ray Phoenix says. We are the real faces of the Latinos, of the Lucha Libre. We are. Ray Phoenix and myself, we are. And he's right. They really are an amazing pair. And I said, why would, he says, why would we want to join you? He says, you're not on our level. You're beneath us. We would not want to join you at all. And they make it perfectly clear that they want nothing to do with Andrade and they want nothing to do with Chavo. Guys, this is going to be an incredible match. If they do put this in to where Death Triangle faces Andrade, Andrade is going to get his ass whooped. Because we know what Ray Phoenix can do. We know what Penta can do. We definitely know what Pac can do. It's not going to be pretty. Andrade needs to back up, be quiet, and let his actions speak for itself. Don't be picking fights with people that you can't beat. Don't be picking fights with people that you, that you don't do it. It's dangerous. Ask Kenny Omega. It's dangerous. You don't want to do that. Stay out of it. Stay back. Be quiet. Let your actions do the talking for you. And that's how I feel about it. Well, Jurassic Express, they're talking about Matt attacking Marco Stunt. And this was an AEW Dark Elevation we saw. Matt, Matt Hardy attack Marco Stunt. And now they're saying, because of what happened, Christian Cage says, we want a match with Angelico and Private Party next week, and we will end your family. Matt Hardy, you might have bit off more than you could chew when you come after Jurassic Express. I mean, you gotta think. Jurassic Express does consist of Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. Have you lost your mind? 
have you hit your head. And now they've got Christian Cage with them. You can only imagine what's going to happen here. This is not going to be pretty for you. And it's definitely not going to be pretty for Angelico. It's not going to be pretty for Private Party. It's not going to be good for Butcher and Blade. It's not going to be good for any of you. Keep pushing their buttons, and you're not going to like what they dish out. And I'm telling you, next week they're going to dish out something nasty. It's coming. I see it. So then we get Blade and Bunny versus Orange Cassidy. Of course, we don't see Chris Statlander. So we're wondering where Statlander is and why she didn't come out with Blade or with Orange Cassidy. We wonder why didn't she come out with him. This is kind of weird to me why she didn't come. And so we see them. So you know it can't be good for them. You know it just can't be it just can't be good for a private party in them. And like I said, we're kind of curious as to what's going on with Chris Satlander why she didn't come out with Butcher, you know, with Orange Cassidy. So we're waiting and we're waiting. We know what happened earlier in the match. Earlier in you know when Orange Cassidy was out there, he did get punched with brass knucks, and we're not sure if Orange Cassidy's gonna be there. And Blade's telling the ref, raise my hand, I've won already, raise my hand, let's go. Well, Orange Cassidy sneaks up behind Blade. And Blade doesn't see him, and he takes or takes Blade out. I mean, takes him out. The fight is on, and it is a great fight between these two. Absolutely great. Bunny tries to get involved. Chris Statlander shows up and puts Bunny down. Incredible match. One point, Bunny literally is standing on the outside of the ring. Orange Cassidy and that blades between them. Orange Cassidy accidentally pushes Blade into Bunny, taking Bunny out. It's an incredible match. Halfway through the match, Bunny tries to pass the brass knucks to Blade again. Here we go again. But it backfires. And basically, he basically, Orange Cassidy wins the match. Finally, Orange Cassidy wins a match. I am happy to see Cassidy get this match. I'm thrilled to see Cassidy get it. I'm absolutely, positively beaming that he got it. After the match, he grabs those same brass knucks that were tried to be used on him and have been used on him several times and hits Blade with those brass knucks and an orange punch. Heck of a way to end a match. Incredible way to end a match. Looking forward to seeing what's going to happen next. Now, Alex Morazes is in the back talking to QT Marshall. We know what QT Marshall did last last week to Tony Schiavone. He dumped that power drink on Tony, kind of disrespected Tony, and Alex Morazes calls him out on it, telling him, "Look, man, you dumped the you know the drink on him. You know that wasn't very nice." And he goes, well, "You really think I'm gonna dump the drink on you? I would never do that. I want Tony to come out at Fight for the Fall next week, and I want to apologize for my rudeness. I want to say that I'm sorry." Okay. This, I smell a rat. I smell a rat. I'm going to call it. I know I smell one. I'm not quite sure what QT Marshall is up to, but he's up to no good. And I, you know, I'm telling you guys, I smell a serious rat. It's not, you know, doesn't look good. So I'm literally thinking, oh boy, this is not going to be good. Tony, don't fall for it. Let's hope he, you know, hope that there's no rat. Like I said, you guys, Anthony Agogo has been out for a while. Could we see Anthony Agogo retard at Fight for the Fallen? It's possible. Could he come out on Tony Schiavone? Very possible. Don't know. We're going to have to wait and see what QT does. And if he truly apologizes, or if I'm right, there's a rat in the midst. 
Of course, Alex is in the back, and he's talking to Chris Jericho about his win and everything that he done and everything that Jericho has been going through with these labors for Jericho. Jericho the whole time has got his back to the camera. And he's talking to Alex, and Alex is leaning over talking, and we're thinking, why is Jericho not looking at the camera? This is not normal for Jericho not to do this. And he asked him about his no-DQ match against Nick Gage next week. And Jericho basically tells him, oh, he wants a no-DQ match. Then if we're going to have a no-DQ match, and keep in mind, guys, he's got his back to the camera. We can't see his face. All we can see is his back. He's like, if he wants to, you know, if MJ wants to bring Gage out for an ODQ match then I'm going to bring something else out and he turns around and we get to see his face and he is the pain maker aka alpha we are going to see something absolutely incredible and absolutely electrifying this is going to be amazing it's going to be an amazing amazing match when you put the pain maker aka Alpha against Nick Gage. I'm excited about this. I'm thrilled. I cannot wait to see this match. I really can't. It's going to be incredible. Now, guys, I want to apologize. If y'all hear thunder in the background, please excuse it. We have a thunderstorm going on right now, and we could get a nasty storm. If it does get cut off, I promise you guys, I will get back on as soon as I can. So let's move on. So, we find out that the winner of the Texas Deathmatch tonight, next week, will face for the IWGP United States Championship against Haiku of the Bullet Club. Told you guys, Jay White's got eyes everywhere. Everywhere. So, you can only imagine. Could it be John Boxley? Could it be Lance Archer? Oh, man. This is going to be nasty. This is going to get ugly real quick. So we move on to the main event, the IWGP United States World Heavyweight Championship in a Texas death match. New Japan rules. The only way to win is by knockout or your person cannot get back up. It's John Moxley versus the Murderhawk Monster Lance Archer. This, I told you guys, this match was not going to be for the faint of heart. And I kept my promise, it isn't. It's not for the faint of heart. If you've not seen the first Texas death match these boys fought in, in New Japan at the Tokyo Dome, way back when, you need to go look at this before you watch this match. Because nobody comes out of this match unscathed. Now keep in mind, Haiku is watching this match. So you can only imagine what could possibly happen. John Moxley and Murderhawk Monster bring it like you wouldn't believe it. Jake the Snake Roberts is out there, which I really don't want Jake out there, but he's out there. They bring the fight to each other and they show people what a, Dex what a Texas death match looks like. And it is grueling. It is nasty. It is, I mean, they're literally both bleeding. It is a mess. But at the end of the match, Moxley goes, puts two tables up. And we saw this in the first Texas death match with Moxley and Archer. So we know this cannot turn out good in the end. And we see him set up two tables and a board across the tables with bobbed wire on the board. It's attached to the board, wrapped around it, coiled up. Moxley goes into the ring, starts fighting. Moxley gets knocked out of the ring into this bobbed wire table. 
literally into it. Rathus County. You're sitting there holding your breath, thinking, is Marcy going to get back up? Can he get back up? Is it a possibility? Guys, we have a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. WIGP World, World United States Champion. I'm talking about Murder Hawk Monster is the new IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. He got his belt back. Guys, Lance Archer did a fantastic job. It was an incredible match. I love it. But what happened afterwards? Here comes Haiku. He comes walking up into the ring and gets face-to-face -face with Lance Archer. And this is how AEW ends. With a face-to-face -face meeting between Haiku of the Bullet Club and IWGP World Heavy or IWGP United States Champion Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer. I can only imagine how this match is going to be. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be dangerous. It's going to be fun. So now, we move on to Impact for 722, the aftermath of Slammiversary. The aftermath of Slammiversary, guys. And Impact opens up where we see footage, bonus footage, of Chris Bay after his match at Slammiversary. And he's talking to Rohit Raju. He walks in, and of course he sees Rohit in his seat. And he's not happy about Rohit being there. And he tells Rohit, get out of my chair. Get out of my face. I want you out of here. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to deal with anybody. Just get out. And he walks out. Well, of course, when he's getting ready to leave, Raju, you know, Raju, you know, Raju turns around, and Chris Bay goes, Hey, you forgot your shirt. It's sitting in my chair. And tosses it to him. Rohit goes, It's not my shirt. And tosses it back to... Chris Bay and walks out of the room. Well, we see the camera pan down to the shirt that Rohit had threw back at Chris Bay. And what do we see? We see the shirt is a Bullet Club shirt, guys. Hmm, got your head scratching. Oh, it's getting good. It's heating up, guys. It's going to get exciting. You can only imagine what's going to happen on Impact tonight. So, Let's move on to Chris Bay versus Rohit Raju with Shira. This is an incredible match, guys. Absolutely incredible. I've told you guys how I feel about Chris Bay and what I think of Chris Bay. Chris Bay is an incredible, incredible performer. Absolutely incredible. No matter what this man does in the ring, he will shock you. If you've not seen him, go check him out. Out. He's a two-time X Division champ. He's incredible. This man could go anywhere in Impact if given the opportunity. And believe me, he's good. On the other hand, Rohit Raju is good too. He is incredible. Absolutely a great competitor. We know him and Chris Bay used to be friends. They were pretty close. But this whole thing with the X Division title kind of split them apart. It's I mean, literally an incredible match. I love it. It's a great match. Of course, Shira does try to get involved in that match, but it backfires. It's an incredible match. Positively fantastic match. And it ends with Chris Bay getting that win. Incredible win for Chris Bay coming off of the loss that he had at Slammiversary. Incredible. But what happens after the match is even more incredible. He's on his way to the back. He comes down the steps. He's very frustrated. You can tell. 
Yes, he won that match, but there's a lot on Chris. A lot of things weighing heavy on Chris Bay's mind. You can see it. You can see it in his eyes. You know a lot's weighing on his mind. And he's stopped by none other than the Bullet Club leader, Switchblade himself, Jay White. And Jay White comes up to him and says, Did you get my message? And Chris, you, you, referring to the shirt that was left in the locker room that we saw at the beginning of Impact that happened at Slammiversary. And Bay goes, look, I walk alone. I, 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 that's what I do. That's what I've always done. I walk alone. I want nothing to do with this. And, of course, Jay tells them, how's that working out for you? That working good for you? Do you see any titles on you? You, do, you doing good there, my man? You, you fine? And he says, listen, this is a chance of a lifetime that I'm offering you. A chance of a lifetime. But it's a one-time only deal. And you better think about it before the offer expires. And Jay White walks off. Absolutely incredible to see Jay White on impact. To me, that is a highlight of the whole thing. And the fact that he's offering Chris Bay an opportunity in the Bullet Club, that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. That would be absolutely amazing for his career if he could get in. It would be amazing if he would take it. It's absolutely incredible what the Bullet Club could do for Chris Bay. It's, and what he could do for them. It would be amazing to see. Going to be interesting to see if Chris Bay takes the bait or if he doesn't. Who knows? We'll have to wait and find out. Of course, we saw Don Callis and he's in the back and he's concerned about the well-being of the Impact world champion Kenny Omega after the violent no-DQ match with Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary. Despite winning that match, Kenny's a little bit worse for wear. We knew that. We knew Kenny and Sammy both were not going to come out of this unscathed. We knew it. We knew for sure. We knew for a fact they were not going to come out unscathed. And Callis also says he's unhappy about the arrival of Jay White. I wonder why, Don Callis. Could you have sweaty palms? Could you be concerned that maybe your pretty boy, your golden ticket, could be about to lose his title? Is that what you're scared of? Are you scared? Are you actually shaking in your boots that this that, that you have finally pushed somebody to their breaking point and they've come to answer the call? Is that what you're scared of? Because trust me, you need to be. You need to be hiding under a rock somewhere and stay there. Because it's not going to turn out well for you. It's not going to turn out well for the elite. You need to just zip it, be quiet, put it in your pocket, and go on. Because you've just shook the hornet's nest too hard, and you brought out the King Bee. You don't want it. I promise you. Keep your mouth shut, be quiet, and hide. Hide. I'm telling you, hide. It's not going to be pretty for you. But, of course, he says... As long as we have position, uh, possession of this title, then we have all the power and impact. Really? Interesting, Don Callis, that you seem to think you have all the power and impact, but yet the leader of the Bullet Club is going around right now, got you shaking in your boots. Interesting. Got you and Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson and Kenny Omega questioning everything that you've done thus far. Interesting. Interesting that you think that way. Keep thinking that way, Don, because I really think you don't have all the power and impact. 
I think the Bullet Club might have the power and impact, and you just don't see it coming yet. You don't see that warning sign. It's there. That warning sign is there. Take heed of it, because it's not going to be pretty if you keep pushing their buttons. I'm warning you. You are seriously outnumbered. Seriously. And you don't know when and where they're going to show up. I mean, come on. We saw it at Slammiversary. Proof. You don't know when they're going to show up. And he's here. He's in impact tonight. I suggest play nice. Play nice for your own sake. Play nice. Of course, the Slammiversary, we did see the return of Vicki James. And she comes out the ring, out to the ring tonight to call out Deanna Parazzi yet again. We know what she offered Parazzi, which was an opportunity of a lifetime. And to find out that Parazzi told her no and disrespected her the way she did kind of plays to the character of Deanna Parazzi. It really plays the character to her. Of course, Deanna comes out and Mickey tells her, Look, things might have gotten out of hand this past Saturday night. They might have. I should have not hit you. With a super kick, I shouldn't have smacked you. That was out of line. That was uncalled for. But despite all that, I meant what I said Saturday night when I asked you to come and be a part of NWA's all-women's pay-per-view empowered. I meant what I said. Parazzi then turns around and says, The only way I will come to your pay-per-view is if you get on your knees and apologize. You're asking Mickey James to apologize. Did you hit your head? Did you snap into another time zone? Another time warp? What the heck are you thinking? To ask a legend like Mickey James to get on her knees and apologize. Are you insane? Are you nuts? Apparently Deanna Parazzi is because she just asked her to. And of course, here comes... The Impact Hall of Famer, Gail Kim, to try to defuse the situation. She's trying to calm everything down and get everything chilled and relaxed. She basically tells her, look, I'm the reason Mickey's here. I asked Mickey to come. She, she's here because of me. And when she asked you to join this all-women's pay-per-view for NWA, she meant it. No disrespect intended. I mean, come on. You're the virtuosa. I mean, look at you. I mean, look. Yeah, you know, you're talented. You're fantastic. You would be. This would be a great stepping stone for you. You truly are the Iron Woman of Impact. This would be a great stepping stone for the virtuosa. So, you know, why would you want to pass up a golden opportunity like this? I mean, come on. So, what's it going to be, Diana? Are you going to take it, or are you not going to? You see, Mickey James put her hand out to Deanna Parazzi. Guys, you can watch this on social media. It's absolutely incredible segment between Mickey and Deanna and Gail Kim. Absolutely in incredible. But you see Mickey put her hand out to Deanna Parazzi. Parazzi sits there and you see her weighing it all on her mind, trying to figure out if this is such a good idea. Should I do it? Should I not? What, you know, what, 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 what should I do? And Deanna shakes her hand. And basically, that's her way of saying, yes, I will join you for the NWA All Women's Champion, All Women's Pay-Per-View Empowered. Good stepping stone for Deanna Parazzi. Great way to showcase impact in NWA. Great way to do this. And who else better to show what the Impact Women's Division can do than the Iron Woman of Impact, the virtuosa 
Deanna Parazzi. I love this segment. I love how they set it up. I think it's fantastic. I love it. Absolutely love it. Congratulations to Deanna. I'm looking forward to seeing what she's going to do in the women's empowerment pay-per-view. Interested to see what she's going to do. Now, before we get into, the, into anything else, I'm going to give y'all a special little update. We get a promo. We got this promo at Slammiversary, but I'm going to let you guys know about this promo again. One more time. We are told about the next Impact huge pay-per-view. The next big one. We have Homecoming coming up. That's an Impact Plus exclusive that you guys can only see on Impact Plus. It's an exclusive. But the next big one is on October 23rd. It's a big one. It is Impact's Bound for Glory. This is a big pay-per-view, and this is why. It's going to be bigger than Slammiversary, and I'm going to tell you why. Because in this promo, we see not only Impact involved in this pay-per-view. AAA Lucha Under Underground. AAA Lucha Libre. AEW. You heard me correctly. A-E-W C-L-M-L N-W-A Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Seven companies involved in one giant pay-per-view. You can only imagine the dream matches we're going to get. The incredible show we're going to get. The Forbidden Door has blew open on one pay-per-view and we're going to see it all go down on october 23rd you do not want to miss it it is bound for glory seven companies together united in one pay-per-view it's going to be fantastic guys you do not want to miss this it's going to be fantastic it's going to blow the roof off anything else out there it's going to be incredible looking forward to that pay-per-view so then we get a promo from the Drama King. For those of you, I know who you're thinking, and you're right, it is Aiden English. Aiden English, a.k.a. the Drama King, is coming to Impact Pro Wrestling. This is going to be absolutely incredible. It is going to be incredible to see him in Impact. It's going to be incredible to see what the Drama King can do. I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see him return to the ring. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be epic. You guys are going to love it. I promise. If you haven't seen him, go check him out. He's incredible. Aiden English. Absolutely amazing. You're going to love him. He goes by Matt Morris now. So go check him out. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. So then we move on to Brian Myers and Tenille, De Brian Myers, Tenille Dashwood and Sam Beal with Caleb with a K. Versus Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, and Jake something. Ah, oh, yes. Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. Oh, my gosh. How many times do we have to deal with the Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green thing? Everywhere Matt Cardona seems to go, it seems like to me he's following Tennille Dashwood. And that's really bugging me as a, you know, as... A fan of pro wrestling. For those of you who don't know what's going on, I'm not going to go into it. I'm just telling you guys go on your social media and look it up. The story's there for you to see. It's there for all to witness. And you'll understand why I have this big problem with Matt Cardona showing up in Impact. I'm not saying Matt Cardona isn't a great competitor. He's a great in-ring performer. But as a person, not so much. 
But this is a good match. It's a great match between these people. Absolutely incredible match. It's a match that I really enjoyed watching. It was incredible. But, of course, halfway through the match, Tennille and them have got it. Caleb with a K gets up on the ring ropes and is trying to cause a distraction, which is typical of Caleb. We're used to Caleb doing that. That is nothing new for us. He tries to cause a distraction, and out of nowhere, he gets pulled off the apron by none other than Taylor Wilde. You heard me correctly. Taylor Wilde. She is back in Impact, and we're happy to see her. Tennille, not so much. We know the feud between her and, Ty and Taylor has been pretty strong. Taylor went out with an injury. We haven't seen Taylor for a while. Taylor has returned. It's going to be incredible. Absolutely incredible when these two girls go head-to-head -head again. Of course, it does cost Brian Myers and them the match. So, Jake something, Matt Cardona, and Chelsea Green win that match. But not without help from Taylor Wilde. Not without help from her. So it's going to be interesting to see how Tennille responds to Taylor Wilde getting involved in her match against Matt Cardona and them. It's going to be interesting to see what Tennille has to say about that. Because truthfully and honestly, Tennille deserves more respect than what she's getting. And that's my opinion on it. We knew the Eddie Edwards-Morrissey thing was going to be really interesting. We knew this fight was going to be interesting. We were expecting this, and we knew that this wasn't over between the two of them. Far from it. Because of what W. Morrissey did at Slammiversary, we knew this match wasn't over. And Eddie Edwards makes sure he knows this isn't over. He basically tells Morrissey, I want to meet you outside in my parking, in the parking lot for a street fight. Interesting. Very, very interesting. And it's a great, great little cute little... It's a great street fight. It's a heck of a street fight. They are actually fighting outside Impact Zone. In... Outside. There is no ref. It's a street fight. It's an incredible, incredible match. Of course, Eddie Edwards, if it was a real match, would have won that. Because Morrissey walks away. He just... He, he I don't want nothing to do with this. Walks away after Eddie Edwards pretty much whoops his butt. He walks away. Wants nothing to do with it. Who didn't see that coming? Who did not see that one coming? I knew it was coming. Of course, I told you guys I was afraid that Tennille Dashwood, and I knew Tennille Dashwood would be upset over what happened in their match. And, of course, we do see her. She is very upset about her loss tonight, especially to Matt Cardona. Her and Brian Myers are supposed to be a team in a mixed match, mixed match tag team match for the homecoming pay-per-view to determine the homecoming king and queen for the pay-per-view. Tennille makes it perfectly clear she doesn't want to work with Brian Myers. She's pissed off about Tyler Wilde. I, about Taylor. I know she's pissed off about Ty, uh, Taylor. I know it. I know she's mad. I get it. Tennille has every right to go after Taylor. You know, go after Taylor Wilde. I get it. Go for it, girl. Beat her butt. That's what you need to do. But, of course, Myers is not happy that she walked away. He is mad. And he starts blaming Bill for it. Damn, Bill ain't done nothing wrong. That boy's done nothing but be there for, you know, Brian when he needed him. Typical Brian Myers. We're used to him doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew you were going to do this. But he blames Bill. But Bill tells him, look, Myers, I promise I can get you another partner. I can get you a better partner. I promise. And Myers is like, yeah, like you can really talk to girls. He goes, I can do it. I promise I can do it. I, I can do it. And he walks off. Well, Bill tries to talk to Gia. It doesn't work out too well for Bill because Gia walks away. I 
feel bad for Sam. I do because Sam has done so much for, you know, done so much for him, done so much for Brian Myers, done anything and everything Brian Myers has asked him to do. I kind of feel bad for Bill because Bill deserves more credit than what he's being given. It's, yeah, I feel bad for him. I really, really do. And I really would like to see, you know, you know, maybe I would like to see first who Brian Myers' opponent's gonna be, you know, who his partner's gonna be for this. I would also like to see, and I'm gonna say this, I would love to see who uh is going to be basically uh if Tennille's gonna get her hands on Tyler for on Tyler to you know Taylor Dashwood. I want you on Taylor uh Wild. I wanna see if she gets her. But I also wanna see what happens if Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green put themselves in this, is Tennille going to turn around and join back with Brian Myers? Could we see that? Is that possible? Because Tennille isn't going to take Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green being in this homecoming tag, tag team match thing and possibly getting the king and queen of the homecoming. She's not going to like that. She's not going to settle with her. And I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen. But now we move on to the interesting part. And guys, I'm going to preface this right now by saying, what I'm about to do and what I'm about to say or what is about to what you're about to hear is not mine. It doesn't belong to me whatsoever in any way, shape, form, or fashion. It belongs to Impact Pro Wrestling. It belongs to their YouTube channel. It belongs to their Twitter channel and it belongs to their Instagram. In no way do I own any rights to this whatsoever. It belongs to Impact. It does not belong to me. I'm using it, giving a shout out to Impact for this piece of audio that I'm going to play for you guys because I know you guys love audio and I'm going to play this for you guys so I'm telling you this has nothing to do with me. It is from Impact Pro Wrestling. It is copyrighted for Impact Pro Wrestling. You want to see the footage, go check it out on Impact Pro Wrestling's webpage. Go check it out on their YouTube channel. Go check it out on their Twitter and on their Instagram. What I'm referencing to is the surprise of the night. Guys, I want you to hear this. I'm going to tell you right now. It is Jay White and it is big. So you guys, I can't I can't do this. There's no way that I can actually physically tell you exactly what happens. I want you guys to hear it firsthand. Again, not mine. I have no rights to it. I have no rights to it whatsoever. It is property of Impact Pro Wrestling. Shout out to Pro Impact Pro Wrestling because they're the reason I have this. I appreciate them, their YouTube channel, their Instagram, and their Twitter. I give them shout out. But guys, this is what happened at Impact. Just wait. Let me get it booted up first. Let me get it booted up first. It's going to take a minute for.
number one asset in all of pro wrestling. Oh, I am the last rock and roller. Personal favorite, I am the man that single-handedly sold out Madison Square Garden. Switch, baby. I'm the first ever Grand Slam champion. I, I am the never open weight champion. And I am the real belt collector. one real bell collector and I am here in impact for one man no 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 I'm here for one man I am here for David Finley David Finley thinks he can come to impact and hide from me but David I'm talking to you buddy our date is set August 14th at Resurgence David Finley is hoping and praying for a resurgence of the Finley name. The Finley name, the Finley name that in wrestling was once respected, now simply laughed at. Oh, how daddy must be disappointed in his son. So, so, 
after thinking about it, as far as your application to rejoining goes, it's going to have to be a no. But, but, but we all know I'm such a nice guy. So, good brothers, if you want to appeal that decision...
a lot of members feel that the, the Jay White generation of the club isn't the true generation. I'm not saying that. Others are saying it. Yeah, Jay White would argue with that fact, but right now, Kells and Anderson are just taking it out on Jay White. And it looks like the recipe's going to be the same. Chris Bay. Yeah, we remember what happened at the top of the show. Jay White made an offer to Chris Bay, but he said that the offer will expire. Perhaps Bay's been thinking about it. I think Bay's accepted the offer. Look at this. He's going right after Doc Gallows. You know, BC backwards is CB, so maybe Chris Bay is destined to be a part of it. I see what you did there. Oh, oh you're about to see what Jay White was going to do. Jay White and Chris Bay are standing strong right now. Yeah, but it starts the thought process of getting into Don Callis' What's Don Callis, Kenny Omega, and the Good Brothers thinking? Now that Jay White is here, and he said that he's here alone, but, you know, wrestlers, you can't trust the word they say. Not at all. Look at the look in the eyes of the Good Brothers. They know what's coming. Chris Bay knows what's coming. Like I said, guys, I have no rights to that whatsoever, but I wanted you guys to hear that because in my words, it's very difficult to explain. Everything that's going on, it's better to, feel, to hear it and feel it than to know what's going on. Now, like I said, with that being said, we just found out, and you guys just heard it, Chris may come out to help Jay White. Is this a possibility? Could we be seeing Chris May, two-time X Division champ, a firecracker in, in in impact right now joining the Bullet Club. Could you see this? This could be epic. This could be absolutely epic. If he joins the Bullet Club, the sky is the freaking limit for him. There is not going to be anywhere that anybody is going to be able to handle him without somebody being there to back him up. That's just how it is. And like they said also, you heard the commentators say, you never can trust the Bullet Club. We all know when Jay White shows up into a ring, nine times out of ten, he's not by himself. There is either Kato or there's evil lurking around somewhere. And wherever those two are, where there's smoke, there's fire. And literally, not only are they going to show up, but you're going to have half of the Bullet Club show up. And the last thing that the Elite or the Good Brothers want is having them show up. Because if they do, the Elite are done. There is no question. There is no argument. There is no nothing. The Elite will be destroyed. There will be nothing left to run your mouth about. And like I said, Don Callis, stupid move. You ran your mouth too much. You talked too much. And what happens when you talk too much? People listen. People pay attention. They hear what you're saying. They pay attention to what you're saying. And believe me, nothing gets past King Switchblade. Nothing. And he heard you. He heard every word you've been saying. He's heard you running his mouth, running your mouth like you shouldn't be. And I'm telling you, it isn't Kenny Omega's fault. If this happened, anything happens to Kenny Omega, Don Callis, it's on you. It is on you. You brought this on Kenny. Not Kenny. You did. 
run in your mouth when you shouldn't have been. And now that you've ran your mouth, now the forbidden door has opened, and on the other side of that door stands the Bullet Club. And you've got yourself into some serious trouble that you may not be able to get yourself out of, and it could cost your golden boy, your wrestling god, that Impact World title, or even worse, both titles, the AEW title and the Impact title. So you better tread lightly. Walk on soft grass. Be careful. And like I said, keep your head on a swivel. Because I'm telling you, one comes. Come on, guys. We know Haku is over in, in AEW right now. There's another member of the Bullet Club. Another eyes and ears for Jay White. I'm telling you, you don't realize what you're playing with. You don't realize this is not the same Bullet Club you guys left. This is a different one. They're playing with a whole new deck of cards. And right now, if anybody knows, those who are New Japan fans know, Bullet Club holds all the cards in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. It's not a good idea to tick them off. It's not. That being said, like I told you guys, it's not my footage. It belongs to Impact Pro Wrestling. It belongs to their YouTube channel, their Twitter channel, and their Instagram page. You want to see it? You physically want to see it? Go to those three pages. Check it out. I promise you guys, you won't be disappointed. And I'm kind of interested to see, is Chris Bay taking the offer? Is he really going to join the Bullet Club? This could get really interesting in Impact. It just started getting heated up. Of course, we see Josh Alexander. While this is going on in the ring, we see Josh Alexander in the back talking about what happened with his match. And how hard and grueling that X Division match was. We know how hard it was. I mean, it was a grueling match. I'm surprised any of the competitors came out unscathed. I really am. I'm really surprised that Chris Bay and Josh Alexander are even there tonight. Because it's hard to believe these boys are still standing after everything they went through. I'm happy that Josh Alexander retained. I'm glad it looks good. But he's in there in the back talking to Gia. Don Callis and Kenny Omega walk out and accidentally Kenny bumps into Josh Alexander. It was a complete accident. Really obvious, it was an accident. Josh Alexander turns and these two have a stare-off. It is a stare-off. I told you guys, everybody in Impact is gunning for that title right now. It doesn't matter what title they're holding. It doesn't matter what they've got. They are gunning for it. Kenny has a huge target on his back, and everyone at Impact is looking for their shot at that title. It's just a matter of time as to who it's going to be and when it's going to happen. Could it happen at Bound for Glory? Yes, it could, because we're going to have some serious dream matches in that one. So it could happen at Bound for Glory. It could happen prior to that. We don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the coming months going into this. But like I said... Josh Alexander could be another contender. I'd be interested to see Josh Alexander versus Kenny Omega. That would be a great match. It would be a fantastic match. <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Well, the Good Brothers are mad after what happened in the ring. They are furious that Chris Bay stuck his nose where it didn't belong. What do you think Chris Bay was going to do? Sit in the back and do nothing? I mean, come on, Chris, Chris Bay doesn't like anything about the Elite. So you knew dang well he was going to come out. And the opportunity to take those tag titles off of you, ooh, it's looking even better for him. Especially if he's got someone like Switchblade in his corner. 
It's looking really good. But they're mad. They are furious. And they continue to badmouth him. I mean, the good brothers are badmouthing him left and right. And they're badmouthing Chris Bay, too. After their little spit spat, they basically tell them, look, here's the end of the whole thing. We're going to end it right here. We're going to stop it right now. It's going gonna, it's gonna to end right now. We challenge Chris Bay and Jay White to a tag team match next week on Impact. Now, this could get interesting. You're going to put Jay White again, Chris Bay, against the Good Brothers. Uh, there again, the cards. The deck is stacked, boys. The deck is stacked. You could be in some serious trouble because then again, like I said, Switchblade may not come alone this time. He might bring back up. And we don't really want to see Evil come out and take the two of you out. Because he, Evil is like his dark little henchman. You don't want this man coming out. You don't want to see this man in your rearview mirror because it's not going to turn out well for you. But I'm interested to see if Scott Demore does make that match. And I'm interested to see if Chris Bay agrees to do this match with Jay. And if he does, I'm interested to see just how well the Good Brothers will be able to hold up against Jay White and Chris Bay. This could get really interesting. And it could end up culminating in an opportunity for those tag titles to possibly go into the hands of Chris Bay and Jay White. There is a highly possibility that if they win this match, we could see a tag match for the titles. We really could. It could get really interesting where this is going to go. And boy, the Elite wouldn't love, would not love if they lost their Impact titles. They would not like it at all, especially to the Bullet Club. They definitely would not like it. So then we get Austin, Ace Austin versus and Matt Fulton, Madman Fulton, versus Finn Juice's David Finley and Juice Robinson. This is an incredible tag team match, guys. Madman Fulton and Ace Austin are two of the best competitors that I know of that you could put against Fit Juice. Absolutely incredible. Now, on the other side of that tag match, David Finley and Juice Robinson are literally on fire right now, guys. They are literally on freaking fire. And, I mean, they are, their target is set. They know what they want. They want those impact tag team championships back. Their eyes are completely focused on that, and they are gunning for it any way they can. Doesn't matter who has them, they want them. And it, it, it's it's an incredible match. It absolutely is. It's a great way to build up the tag team division again and possibly give the Good Brothers a great you know opponent for their tag titles. Really great, great match. I mean, it really is, of course. Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson do win that match. After the match, Ace, Austin, and Madman Fulton attack Finn Juice. Who didn't see that happening? That's what these boys do. That's how they roll. Finn Juice manages to turn the tables, hits a doomsday device on him, then Raju and Shira come out and take Finn Juice out. I mean, lay them out. I mean, literally lay them out. You're playing with fire when you go after either Madman Fulton, Ace Austin, Rohit Raju, or Shira. These guys work together as a group. It is dangerous to go after one because when you get one, you get them all. It's not a pretty picture. 
it, it's really not it's really not a pretty picture so i'm kind of hoping that this ends and that finjuice can move on to their next thing which we all know their end goal of the side titles kind of hoping that maybe this is the end i don't see rohit giving up on this yet when he says he's buying to something he goes after it there's no stopping this man this man is dangerous there's no stopping him well we see rich one and Willie Mack, and they're in the back, and they're talking about their match with Violent by Design at Slammiversary. This match was grueling. This match was, oh my God, it was grueling. It was absolutely a nasty match. Of course, we all know the Good Brothers won those tag belts. We all know they got them back, but ooh, it was a nasty match between these guys. And they're blaming Violent by Design for their loss. So they say, look, we challenge you guys to meet us in the ring next week. But before they even get to finish their sentence, the lights behind them start blinking. Can't be good when lights blink. There's no good good coming from it when the lights blink. The lights go back oh, out. And when the lights come back on, Violent by Design is literally destroying Swan and Mac. Destroying them. Absolutely decimating them. There is nothing these two boys can do to stop Violent by Design. Eric Young makes it perfectly clear. Uh, we'll meet you next week. It's not going to be good for these guys. Not going to be good. Moose walks up to Scott Demore's office and he's banging on the door trying to get Scott to open the door. He wants to talk to Scott right now. He's demanding to talk to Scott. Gia's trying to figure out what's going on. Scott comes out like, what? What's going on? You know, I've got a show to run. What, 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 what do you want? And he's like, look, I had Sabian at Slammiversary. You know I did. I had him. I was beating him. You know I did. And I want another match against Chris Saban. Saban walks up and goes, Well, Moose, if you wanted a match, all you had to do was say so and I'd give you another one. I have no problem fighting you again. No problem. And Scott goes, Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to let you guys know right now. Next week, there will be a match against the two of you. But that's not all I've got. I've got more. Next week, we will also have Before Impact. Now, this airs on their YouTube channel. It's called Before Impact. We will have Steve McLean versus Trey Miguel. This is going to be a great match, guys. This is going to be a great match. Steve has been on fire. Trey has been on fire. It's going to be a really great match. And he also lets us know, of course, there will be a match against Swan with Swan and Willie Mack versus Rhino and Diener from Ballot by Design. Told you guys, don't do this. Don't call out somebody and expect not to get what you asked for. But then he lets us know about the big one. The big one. This is the one I'm putting on for the one to watch, guys. So pay attention. This is the big one. He lets us know that next week, we will get to see the Impact Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, versus Jay White and Chris Bay. Guys, I'm telling you, this is a match you don't want to miss. It's going to be incredible. It is going to be absolutely incredible. You don't want to miss it. This is my one to watch, guys. This is my one to watch. Main event. Knockout Tag Team Championships rematch. Fire and Flavor versus Havoc and Roseberry. 
This is a great match, guys. This is a match that is absolutely fantastic. It tops itself from the one from Slammiversary. It is a really good match. Gotta give props to both teams. They did a heck of a job. It was a great match, but it ended with Havoc and Rosemary retaining their titles. Fire and Flavor did not get a third title win. They lost to Rosemary and Havoc. And Impact ends with Decay celebrating in the ring as we go off air. Now, guys, as I told you, my one to watch is the Good Brothers versus Jay White and Chris Bay. Do not miss this match. I'm telling you, don't miss it. It will be worth seeing. If you do happen to miss it, it'll be here on my podcast. I promise you guys will get to see it. Or you guys will get to hear it. And who knows? You might get to hear an audio clip. You never know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens on impact with these two teams. It's going to explode. I'm telling you. It's going to implode in a dazzling ball of flame. It's coming. I want to thank you guys again for listening. Because like I said, without you guys, there would be no me. There would be no me. Tell your friends. Shout it from the rooftops. Spin it out on social media. Reshare my links and let everybody know about In the Ring with Brandy. Get them in. If they're wrestling fans, let them know about it. Let them come on and listen. I promise they won't be disappointed. They will be fans too. So if anything that you guys want to talk about, anything, it doesn't matter whether it's wrestling related, whatever it is on social media, I'm ready to hear from you guys. I want to know what you guys have got to say. If you want to talk about what happened on Impact, whatever it is, Give me a shout out on my social media. Follow me on my social media on my Facebook, on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights, Nights with a Z, and on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. Guys, I want to thank y'all so much for listening. Without you guys, there would be no In the Ring with Brandy, and I deeply appreciate all my listeners. I do. Thank you so much. And I will, again, we'll see you next time, guys, with more In the Ring action. Have a great night and have a wonderful week. Good night, guys.